0: All right, go. Be interesting. Oh, be interesting. Yeah, don't put me on the spot or anything.
1: Welcome to Creative Ups a podcast for creative people. a podcast for creative people I'm Christopher Talon and this time I've got for you a recap of the farmhouse wellness artist market from July 29th you're gonna hear a couple of interviews with people who were selling things whether it was art whether it was books and then also from uh, one person who just was happened to be in attendance and is also an artist um, farmhouse wellness the only locally owned dispensary in Grand Rapids. They do these things all summer. So the next one is going to be September 16th. So September 16th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. You should come out to Farmhouse Wellness in Grand Rapids. There's going to be a bunch of artists. Some of them are selling art. Some of them are selling books. There's going to be food. There's going to be somebody playing music. And uh, there will also be Farmhouse Wellness. So if you need anything dispensary-wise, they'll be there for you. So September 16th is the next one. And here is just a little recap from this last one. All right, folks, I'll uh, see you in between each interview to introduce each person. That being said, the first interview is with Ben W. from Sparta, Michigan. His business is called The Spartan Artisan. You can find out more about them on thespartanartisan.com. Check the show notes if you need to hear that again. Otherwise, here's the first interview with Ben W., Spartan Artisan. The Spartan the Spartan artisan. Ben, yeah. Tell us about uh, your business and what you're doing out here today.
0: My business is the Spartan Artisan. The SpartanArtisan.com is where you can find me. And basically, you know, I started off just kind of hobby woodworking, you know, like everybody does basics, you know, cutting board, cheese boards, uh, you know. But then um, decided I, I started uh, wanting to branch out into some little bit more unique mediums, like. Incorporating brass and metal, as well as you know, different colors of wood, exotics in there too. But really, kind of developing different sort of products. Uh, everything that I do is individually created by me. As far as you know, the market goes. There's a lot of people who will purchase their plans and stuff directly off from the internet and slap them on there, or just order boards from Alibaba. Yeah. For me, you know, personally, I uh, I get all of my wood sourced locally here in Michigan. I am born and raised in Michigan, so a little bit north of here up in Nuego County. What brings you to
1: Grand Rapids then?
0: A little bit after I went to college, I ended up moving to GR uh, following a job opportunity. So it was just a, a pivotal point in my life, and uh, you know, ended up taking a job opportunity down here. And my wife's business was doing really well, um, and I decided to you know take some time off, spend some time with family, focus on myself, and. Um, that's what kind of got me into the woodworking, and so was in a position where I was able to, to you know, kind of take some time off and, and explore some opportunities, and that's what set me on this path. So, yeah.
1: When did you start making the things that you were making? When did you start getting interested in? Who got you interested in it?
0: My dad was uh, hugely inspirational in my life in every aspect. Unfortunately, I lost him, um, you know, just about a year and a half ago.
1: Oh, sorry to hear that, man.
0: Thank you. Uh, but uh, he he was in the trades. You know, he had always uh, done construction and. And ran his own business
1: and stuff too so the tools were there and the supplies were there and you were kind of like oh let me see what i can tinker with exactly
0: here. exactly And i never shied away from the tools and stuff the power tools and whatnot and uh you know never really got serious about it but i, I definitely remember um you know seeing a, a wood carving set that he had uh that was really nice and, and and a really nice case and everything and and i that stuck with me and ended up uh you know, just kind of pursuing that because of his, uh, you know, desire. And he had made things over the years, too. And um, just being a very practical person, you know, it was something that he had taught me that. And, and with a lot of my um, employees and coworkers that I worked with, you know, they saw that uh, that sort of knowledge level was there and instilled from my father there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice to be able to um, take what he taught me and turn that around and, uh, you know, provide Uh, you know what I do which is you know I do everything you know I can do cutting boards I can do right now I've got some unique items for today some uh, unique carrying cases and rolling trays and stuff um, for today but thrive on custom work unique one-of-a-kind items so
1: awesome and I'm gonna have all of the uh, contact stuff in the show notes so if anybody was like wait a second I didn't hear that I gotta rewind it all of the stuff is in the show notes you can find Ben and you can find more about uh, the Spartan Artisan Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming up and talking. This next one is with a good friend of mine, Albi Blazo. Albi is a writer who writes under the name Lisa Mason sometimes. Uh, you can find all her stuff at lovelunapress.com. And I'll have all of her other stuff in the show notes. So Albi Blazo, writer, fellow alumni from Aquinas College and a fantastic romance writer. Here's Albie. <laughs> yeah, I need a romance writer to help <laughs> me out so that I don't Yeah, gross everybody out when I'm like just put it oh, right up no, next to your mouth so you can lick it. <laughs> it
2: would make everyone uncomfortable and it'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So, my dear friend Alby, my um, alumni—no, I can never remember. What's the and is alumnus? It,
2: is it alumni?
1: Alumni is when you have multiple. So we're okay. alumni of the same college. There you go. Yeah,
2: there we go. Perfect. That's that's
1: the, that's the writery way to do it. We're if you don't saints. know, just pick a different we're word. Both
2: saints. That's what it is.
1: All right. Uh, I write sci-fi. It's awesome stuff. If you like sci-fi, you took a slightly different direction. You you hung out with some of the like the more poetry kids and the more like let's talk about our feelings kids. Yes. And that comes out more in your style of writing, which is more romance uh Well I Yeah. I've heard you say that it's anywhere from romance to smut, right?
2: Yes. Well so I started writing fables Uh and like stories and myths and things like that. Um and then I moved and then I, at the same time, I was also writing poetry. Well, I started doing slam poetry when I yeah. was 18, nice. 19. Um, and I, I did that in, in England. I did that in Australia. And then I switched over. When I lived in Australia, I went to lunch with a Harlequin writer. And she's like, yeah, I make enough money to, like, survive. And I was like, that sounds awesome.
1: That's the dream. That's the yeah. thing everyone tells me is impossible.
2: Exactly. So I... S- was like i'll give it a go I, i've read a bunch of romance i'll see how it is it's a lot harder to write than you think oh yeah um and then i just started writing romance as yeah. well so i still do poetry i still do fables um but i do do a lot of romance and i switch around within the genre of romance as well yeah. i have small town firefighters why choose bullies like all sorts of heat levels i do it all just because it's all fun
1: so if anybody's had uh desire that they've maybe been nervous of telling someone about you've probably written about it
2: yes yeah yeah and people tell me things now they're like i have (laughs) this weird thing that happened let me tell you and i was like perfect let me take notes you know
1: i can only imagine because i do get a ton of people who are like have you seen this science fiction movie have you read this science fiction book and when the uh when the thing is more of the uh, steamy variety. People probably say, "Hey, have you seen this? Have you ever done this? Have you oh, ever written about this?"
2: Yes, yes, all all the time, all the time. And I think it's awesome because I think we need to make it okay to own our sexuality and own romance, and you know, make it something okay to talk about. Yeah. In like a legitimate, real way, not in like a derogatory way, not in like a shaming way, but like this is who I am. Yeah yeah
1: so that we can live in a society where we don't have to be like women put your cleavage away because these young boys can't handle it
2: exactly yes yeah and handle
1: it in a more healthy way like read about it in a book
2: yes exactly and that the thing is like we've had um romance type writing for men for so long we've seen like the porn industry you know
1: penthouse letters
2: penthouse letters all the time and so you know let us
1: joke about he's like all those penthouse letters are so fake, because every single one starts out the same way. So, I was carrying this box into this room, and these two girls just start <laughs> It's like, that never just happens. Get out of here. I've
2: never seen that just happen, no. No, no. I'm, I'm sure I've written about it, but... Yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs> so, when did you start writing specifically the the steamier stuff? Because I imagine, for any writer, like, I write stuff that makes me cringe on the, like, you know dark science fiction side of things but you're dealing with a whole different level of thing that comes with like you said kind of its own stigma culturally so when you're a woman writing about stuff like this is there a part yeah. of you that's kind of like that you have to get um, over or not really are you just kind of like that kick ass chick that's like fuck yeah. you deal with it
2: yeah there is um, I always like equate it to um, you know the first time you have, have sex with somebody and you're like oh do I'm, they think I'm good is it, or whatever I don't know
1: is it I've never okay <laughs> go <ahead. laughs>
2: Um, but it's the same thing, but now you have to be both people. And so, <laughs> and so you both have to hope that, like it's good for your partner and you're also the partner, but you're also having a whole audience at yeah. the same time. It's so good for this
1: person, this person and everyone reading.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so the first time it was scary. So I started like my first one in like 2016, but I didn't publish that first. I like set it aside and I wrote another one and I didn't publish that one. And then I wrote a third one and that one only had like one sex scene and it. it was more angsty. Okay. But then I started going back and be getting braver and be like, okay, I'm going to include this because I'm more confident in my own writing and as a person as I got older. So, yeah. yeah. But there are still times where I'm, I get nervous about it. And I'm like, I had one, I have had my first why choose scene with <laughs> multiple people. I just
1: love the way that sounds. Why choose? Yeah
2: why choose and it was intimidating to yeah. so, and it took me like a couple of weeks to like really work up to be like okay I'm ready to write it yeah. and be that author so yeah. yeah
1: well I'm glad that you did and I uh, I need to get some of that steamy stuff because I'll, I'll tell you what I I'm not uh, I I have feelings in that in that way too, <laughs> and uh, my wife likes to read that stuff too. So I'm yeah. gonna. We'll have to do some book swaps here before the day's over.
2: Definitely, I see so many men. They, they read it because their wives read it, so that they can share their interests. Yeah. But also, they're like, "Well, I can learn what she likes, yeah. and then I can be that." Oh, I didn't know. know
1: the, I didn't know they like that. I can do that.
2: E- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I mean, we're romance is for everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, but definitely, we'll do a book swap later.
1: Cool. All right. Are you ready to start recording? Yeah. I'm
2: just <laughs> Sweet. <laughs>
1: All right. Cool. No. Albi Blazo and everybody, check out uh, the show notes. Um, and I think I've also written about Albi too on my blog. If you're uh, if you're into that kind of thing, it's it's on there. You'll you'll see it. Shut up. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Albi.
2: Perfect. No worries. Whew.
1: All right. The next guy I got coming up, his name is Henry. You can find him at Facebook at Henry Brown Cut Collages. That will be in the show notes if you're like, what? Uh, Henry came up. We had a cool conversation. Cool guy, funny guy. And uh, check out Henry Brown Cut Collages on Facebook. All right, here's Henry. Henry. Yes. We are here at the Farmhouse Market.
3: Loving um, it. I'm loving it. Yeah. what? Uh, tell people what you got going on back here. I uh, do collages. Been doing them since I was a kid. Thought I could get away with a lot of stuff when I was a kid because I was a poor reader. So I used to get little books of pictures in them. Yeah. Thinking that would help, but I still blonked. So, as I got older, I had an art teacher and he was like, man, you're good at art. Yeah. So. I uh, see. I've been doing it. I've been chopping up books since I was a kid, and I'm pretty good at it now.
1: Uh, how old were you when uh, you really started getting into it? Like, uh, for example, I'm sorry, uh, the teacher that you said specifically kind of told uh, you, like, "Hey, man, you're an artist." What? By what grade that time,
3: is I was in the seventh grade. By that time. Okay. And I would just show him my little work, my little collages, and he was like, "You're good." And then I got into sculptures. And free drawing. I really can't free draw. I have to look at something to draw, but I got discouraged by drawing because I can't draw hands. Yeah. Hands. Is- I can't draw anything. Oh, <laughs> you know.
1: I can do basic outlines of faces and
3: stuff like that, but I can't do noses. Can't. Yeah, well, that's what discouraged me from drawing. And then collage was my stuff I've been doing ever since I was a kid because, you know, you get a book in school and you try to... Well, maybe the pictures will tell me something If I can't figure out the words Yeah (laughs) So I got a lot of Limerick books Like, no matter how far you go You can always turn around Yeah Right? Yeah Yeah That's my story Henry Brown I'm on Facebook Cut out collages I'm 64 And I really don't know the rest of the lingo for what are all these other sites, I'm only on one, Facebook. You don't do TikTok dances? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I check it out, but, you know, that's generation gap. Yeah. Like I said, man, we didn't grow up with any of this stuff. This is it's the future, Yeah. and I'm in it. That's right. I'm in it. It just keeps getting weirder. Yeah, it's getting weirder. Fortunately, there are still places like this. I know. I love that. I love this place. Yeah, me too. All right, see you later. All right, man. It was good to meet you.
1: Eva Finley is a writer here in Grand Rapids who has uh, been at a couple of the same things that I've been at. And this time we bumped into each other here. So she came on, talked a little bit about her process and everything. Really cool fantasy writer in the middle grade area. You can find her on social media at That Writing Life on the different social media things. It's Eva or Ava? It's Eva. That's what I've been saying, but I wanted to make sure before I said it on That's record. Okay, i okay.
4: answering to it all.
1: Okay, so I'm here with Eva Finley. And uh, tell people about the book that you wrote that you're selling here at the Farmhouse Market.
4: It is called The Sun daughters Gift. It is middle grade fantasy. It's about this young girl who gets the power to create pure sunlight by the son's youngest daughter. And she uses that to defeat this force known as the shadow people from taking over her town.
1: That's awesome. When did you first get into I guess just fantasy as a genre? Like when what what was do you remember was there a specific book or author that grabbed you?
4: You know what? I've read all the Harry Potter books, but even not reading that I just came up with an idea and it happened to be fantasy and I like creating fantasy worlds and magical realism. Ever since I was 15, I was in Ohio and there was this old door that had a skeleton key lock on it. And I got the idea for a series off of that and it's taken off since then.
1: That's awesome. So, when did you start writing the book? And then, from when you started writing it, how long from like idea to going, okay, I'm done, or at least, you know, to the point where like, you know, maybe it just needed to be edited, but the story was done.
4: It got published in 2020 here in Michigan, but I've been writing it for about three to five years beforehand. Before, I was just kind of writing every now and then, but then in 2020, I got really serious. I'm like, I cut out everything else I wanted to do, and I knew this was the goal goal, so I completely focused, and it's worked since then.
1: Do you have more stuff that you're working on right now?
4: I just finished... My book it is a young adult magical realism fantasy. It's a trilogy. The first book is called The Academy of Elements, Book 1 Secrets. And I'm planning on four more books right after that that go along with it. That's going to be a companion series.
1: Oh, nice. So when you write, are you kind of uh, the writer that likes to have kind of things mapped out a little bit before you start writing it? Or do you just sit down and go, all right, let's see.
4: I used to be a pantser. And that's literally when you just fly by the seat of your pants. I have a series that I haven't gone back to yet that I started doing it when I was a pantser. I need to go back and work on that. But for the sun Daughters Gift in my new series, I'm a straight plotter and I love it because it works. Yeah. And my goal is to plan out most of this trilogy before I finish, finish the first one so I can see where I'm at and so I don't make any mistakes I can't fix later on.
1: When you were a pantser, Was it just too stressful for you that way? Or did you just feel like "Mm, it just isn't working for you to get the best stuff out of you?
4: I didn't even realize there was a thing called a pantser or a plotter. I just kind of, I didn't even think about it. I just kind of sat down and wrote and just kept writing and writing.
1: Okay. So you you weren't like on one side or the other of the debate. You were just like, I'll try this and pretty much that pretty was much. just kind of evolved into now yes you
4: know, you know. they now i realize i'm like okay i'm gonna outline because it works better for me
1: yeah yeah and i have outlined and i do outline sometimes for short stories too but uh i always found myself like trying to outline actually i, I did kind of the opposite as you i started trying to outline this book and then i would start writing and I would always write away from the outline and i was like okay i'm just gonna try it without the outline oh yeah and i was like okay i think this is actually better for me
4: i totally get that because when i'll start the outline and sometimes if i have the idea i'll write out an entire scene in my outline if it comes to me i'll just write until the words stop flowing and then i'll continue it on the outline yeah. and then sometimes when i start writing I'll deviate completely from what's there because I find a way that works better. Sometimes I stick to it. It's kind of like just like a guideline.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you don't feel like, no, nope, I I kind of have this urge now, but I said I was going to do this, so I can't.
4: It's just there. That's my first idea. I don't have to stick to it if I don't like it later on. Yeah. Nice. Awesome.
1: Well, all right, Ava. <laughs> Jeez, I just did it the wrong way. <laughs> I, was think- I was thinking I was thinking before I said it, I was like, wait, 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 say, say it the right way, say it the right way, and I didn't <laughs> Eva, thank you for coming over and talking um, I'm going to stop by later and uh, maybe we can do a book swap Sweet. and um, yeah, everybody that's listening if you're like, hey, that book sounds dope and it's right up my alley um, or you know somebody that, that sounds really cool for middle grade style all the information is in the show notes check it out, Eva, thank you thank
4: you so much
1: Right, the next person you're going to hear from is Maud Winters. Maud was sharing a table with Albie Blazo, uh, and this was the first time we met. You can find Maud's really cool princess fiction, but not like, oh, help me. I'm a damsel in distress. <coughs> but like badass women. You can find more of her stuff by looking her up on TikTok at ThatBikeMom. And she'd also like you to know that her stuff is on Kindle Unlimited, if you're one of those Kindle folks. All right. So here's Maud Winters.
5: mod Winters.
1: Maud winters you are at the farmhouse market with me and all these other artists and a couple of writers i'm used to being the only writer here so i'm glad to have some uh some sisters here with me
5: yeah yeah i'm excited to be here this is the first time i've been up here so it's pretty cool i'm, yeah. I'm gonna check it out there's a lot of cool vendors up here it's awesome to yeah. see other writers out
1: yeah yeah i i hope i, I like to say that Hopefully, I've influenced some people to get out here and check out the art market scene maybe more, but I don't need to take credit for it. (laughs) Um, So tell people uh, about the books that you have.
5: Yeah, so I write contemporary romance, uh, specifically royal rom-coms, but they're not your typical heroines. You might be thinking of damsels in distress, but no. I've got five books in my first series, Again, strong female heroines. And then the second series will also have five books and some standalones in the same universe. So
1: when did you start writing? When did, like, seriously? Because I know... Mm-hmm. Most writers are like, well, you know, I've always kind of, but when were you like, no, I'm a writer. This is me. I'm writing. I'm, I'm a writer now.
5: Um, so when I started actually working on plotting and uh, putting together like my universe and really codifying it and actually finishing books was probably during the start of the pandemic. I was doing it for fun and also for my own mental health. And my husband is also a writer and an editor and he kind of helped me build a process to sustain and get them through. Like, cause I was not finishing anything I was writing. I was kind <laughs> of, i eh. um, cause I've been doing that since high school. And yeah. like, I was publishing on live journal as serials way back in the day. Oh, nice. But I decided around Christmas that I was actually going to publish things. Like I was terrified to publish. I got a pen name and then I was like, I'm going to release my first book on Valentine's day. So I did that. And now we are going to release book number seven in September so it's a whirlwind I had a back catalog that I wrote
1: you had multiple books written before you published anything, so you could just be like bam world dig me yes but now you just had said to me before we started recording that you're gonna release four books in the next year
5: yeah so I have two of them that are edited um are these things that
1: were just like already written before you started publishing or have you just been writing at an insane pace since
5: um so i wrote the first two books as i was releasing book one because i write i don't always write linear and then i had written the next three after that over the next like six months but i write at a pretty fast clip like the the work in progress that i started um three weeks ago is already about 50,000 words. Oh, wow. But editing is what takes forever for me um, because my husband will do a developmental edit and go back and then do line edits, which I hate so very much. Hmm. And his way of coercing me to do them is to write really spicy things in the margins to make me laugh while I'm finishing my edit, my line edit (laughs) specifically. So that's been fun. That's become like a joke, an in-joke between the two of us. But yeah, that's the edits take forever and i hate i mean it takes like a month to edit a book like sufficiently it's really really hard many passes and i have to
1: go through and then you'll be like oh wait a minute this thing doesn't doesn't tie up with this thing you gotta go back and change something in chapter three so that it lines up with chapter 17
5: it's a lot of work i work a full-time job Mm. so that's job one and then this has become job two
1: and then writing like a maniac too yeah
5: yeah yeah. i write really very (laughs) fast yeah it's hot there's spice
1: that's awesome. Everybody that likes what they hear here can check you out in the show notes.
5: Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.
1: All right, this next person is the last one. Jason Strutz, at Strutsart on social media or www.strutzart.com. Really cool artist. Was just here in attendance this time, but check him out. All right, I'm here with Jason. Uh, Jason, you showed up here today to come check the art out, not actually to participate in Vend, but in talking to you, I found out that you're actually a pretty cool artist, and I saw some of your stuff on uh, Instagram. So please, real quick, just kind of give yourself, uh, you know, people, your elevator pitch, who you are, what you do.
6: Yeah, my name is Jason Strutz. You can find me on all things at Strutz Art, and I do uh, graphic novels, comic books, illustration, RPG stuff, all sorts of nerdy art pursuits. Currently, I'm working on my uh, first graphic novel that I've uh, written and drawn. It's going to be starting as a webcomic in a couple weeks at returnedcomic.com. Nice. It's a a medieval undead family drama.
1: (laughs) A little something for everybody in there. I like that. So uh, tell me, what came first for you, uh, storytelling or art, or were they always pretty closely intertwined?
6: I'd say probably art came first, but storytelling was was pretty soon after that. Yeah, I, I worked with uh, a fair number of uh, other uh, writers, and wanted to uh, do a little bit of branching out of my own and uh, start writing my own uh, my own material to draw. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I really like that storytelling thing. I uh, did a lot of research and reading in working out how I would sit down and write my books because uh, writing was. Uh, kind of a mental block for me for a while.
1: Yeah, it's difficult.
4: Yeah.
6: So were there comics
1: uh, and or graphic novels that really got your attention and inspired you like
6: um, earlier on uh, as an artist? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I grew up, uh, you know, 90s, so I, I hit a lot of those uh, like X-Men uh, image comics and things like that. The I very loved
1: the X-Men trading cards too.
6: The very, Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the, the very uh, bombastic and, and uh, you know, visually interesting comics that, you know, were maybe not the best at storytelling, but were the best at, like, you know, people jumping around a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I got a lot of action stuff from that. And then uh, moving on from there, I read a lot of uh, indie comics, comics, uh, there's some great uh, graphic novels, basically. I just I like books that have a beginning and an ending, which you don't find in in uh, monthly comics for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so tune in next week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my favorites right now, uh, usually by a guy named Jeff Lemire. He does a lot of um, uh, you know big uh, you know, DC uh, comics writing, but he also does his own books on the side. So he puts out graphic novel, maybe. Uh, you know, once once every year, once every couple years, uh, and uh, they're always super interesting. He's got a great uh, art style; it's really evocative, but it's not uh, not really aiming towards a realism. Uh, but is always uh, fantastic stories, like uh, uh, different stuff going on, uh, supernatural or science fiction or things like that. And and I really love his his graphic novels. Uh, it was definitely an inspiration for like, hey, you could just like write a book. Put out a book, and then you could you could write a different book. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do the same thing forever.
1: Yeah, I don't want to. People ask me if I uh, wanted to do a series with my books, and I'm like, not really, man, because I think my biggest fear, and, you know, I'm a long ways from it yet, but my biggest fear is that, like, one thing would catch on, and then people would just want the one thing. And I'm like, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't want to be the guy who, like, Sir, uh, what, what was his name? Conan Doyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arthur Conan Arthur Conan, the guy that wrote Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, sir,
6: sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. yeah,
1: he he tried so hard to shake himself of being the guy who wrote that that he killed Sherlock Holmes, and
6: mm-hmm. people were like, "Fuck you, man!" <laughs> and he had to bring him back to life. He Tried, yeah, he tried. Dump him. Uh, I think it was a waterfall, falling off a waterfall, or is that Mycroft One of uh, one of them fell off a waterfall. I can't remember right now. But uh, but yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I I don't want to get stuck in in any one thing and like yeah. I've got, I got uh, lists, lists of ideas to go, so yeah. we're still doing pretty good. Uh, I, I was doing an event called the uh, 24-Hour Comic Day. The 24-Hour Comic Day. 24-Hour Comic Day. It's the, uh, usually the beginning of October. Basically, the idea is you, you sit down, you have no script. When I sell it to people, I always tell them to like, have an idea of what you're going to do. But you walk in, you have no script, you sit down. We would uh, usually start at noon on a Saturday and go to noon on a Sunday. And the idea is to make a 24-page comic written and drawn within those 24 hours. Wow. And so this book that I'm working on right now, Returned, is based on one of those 24-hour comics. And then uh, probably my next book is going to be based on a different one of my 24-hour comics. It's a good, like, storytelling condensed lab. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I found, like, hey, I, like, I can take these and expand that rather than starting from total zero. Yeah. I can start from this like burst of creativity. That's an exhaustion.
1: That's an interesting way to like
6: jumpstart creativity. Just be like
1: set a timer and be like, just go.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was always my thing. Like I needed to find somewhere to do it. It took me a few years to find a place to do it here in Grand Rapids. Um, but I could not do it in my house. I couldn't do it in a place where I've got like a bed, yeah. a couch to go relax in. And I want to get people around me too. So like we're all kind of working towards the same goal. That's cool. <laughs> well, I'm going to look for that too. You said it's in October? Yeah, yeah, beginning of October. Nice. Probably here the second week of October. The national event is first week of October, but I'm, I'm, I'm usually tied up. Yeah. Uh, I work, uh, I, I do a bunch of work for the, the Poe House and Museum in Baltimore. Huh. And they have a Edgar Allan Poe festival that's the first weekend of uh, October every year. Oh, that's fantastic. So I'm usually out there. I but, love Edgar uh, Allan Poe. I, I put it together for the, the second week of October. Huh. So yeah, we'll do, we'll do an announcement and see if we're doing it this year. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, man. We'll, uh, we'll keep in touch, and um, I'll try to come out
1: there and uh, check you out at that this, uh, this October. But thanks for stopping by and talking, man. And uh, everybody, go and check out his stuff. Uh, Jason is in the show notes. All of his uh, links, and you can see this, his stuff. It's really great. So, Jason, thank you so much, man. It's nice thank to you. Meet you. Thank you, Christopher. <music> all right, that's all from the July episode of the Farmhouse Wellness Artist Market. I will be at the next one, September 16th at Farmhouse Wellness in Grand Rapids, Michigan, the only locally owned dispensary in Grand Rapids. September 16th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. September 16th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. September 16th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. We'll see you there. All right, everybody. Mwah!